0: I started uh, as a young one. I started out in where I live now in Cornwall. Um, my dad was one of these who did team roles at the cricket club. Wore every single hat. He was a groundsman, chairman, secretary, treasurer. You know, you name it, he did it. And I used to just follow him playing. He used to play um, every week. He played Saturday, Sundays, midweek. I don't think my mum were too impressed with him, but um, I used to go everywhere with him. So it was it was inevitable I was gonna get in. But we had quite a cricketing family, my grandfather played cricket, my uncle played cricket. So eventually, just, just really through uh, persistence of badgering the, the guys to let me play because we didn't have any junior teams then, so I'd used to rock up it, um, you know, before the game, just to count hoping <laughs> somebody did turn up and have me there with my little bag ready to ready to um, dom the whites if uh, if somebody didn't come, so um, eventually, after all that um, persistent badgering, they did allow me to play more regularly and I ended up, I ended up playing my first game when I was eight, when I, mean, I was eight years old, but I ended up playing quite regularly when I was about 10, 11, 12, and then the natural progression was um, if, if you were good you'd go and end up playing probably Yorkshire League cricket and Barnsley was our closest team and I got picked up really by Barnsley Cricket Club when I was about 11 I started playing for their junior sides and then eventually progressed and uh, played the uh, played for Barnsley Cricket Club when I was uh, 15. Um, at the time we'd got a, a wealth of really talented young players. I remember I remember our like, school's representative team for Barnsley contained three international players. You know, four county players. It was just, you know, we were such a dominant side. Of yeah. Players like Alex Morris, Zach Morris at the time, were really you know, prolific cricketers in in the country. Um, so, you know, I, I was in I was in good hands really with, with the people around there. We'd got a good bunch of good bunch of lads. It was, it was good fun. And then, um, then yeah, I got noticed them um, by Yorkshire. I was playing a bit of Yorkshire schools and I managed to do pretty well. So. Um, I think my Yorkshire Schools team. I think at the time, I think looking back, we'd got like to Ryan Sidebottom, you know, Gareth Batty, two Test cricketers in the side, and then, and then we've got you know probably six of us that played, seven of us that played first-class cricket on top of that as well. So at that that era really was was really really strong. Um, so there was a lot of competition, and I think that competition was a good thing because it Made it to do well and it mean it's competitive and progressing through then to the full Yorkshire Academy and things like that you know it was quite a quite a challenge to, to get a place because there were that many good players around at the time so uh, 16 I got took on uh, onto a, a scholarship and then signed on to the academy um, under the uh, under the guidance of van but at the time, but that—that's when we—we we did it at Grafford park avenue. When, when I was sixteen, um, I got the opportunity to go to workshop college, uh, private school. And at the time, my education was probably teetering on either going straight down or not doing anything. It was just—it was a bit, on the, a bit a bit on the rocks and. At the time, it was a full scholarship, which was just too good opportunity to, to miss. So my parents um, and me decided that you know this could be a great opportunity for you to get a good education and, and, to, and to go. So I went. Um, in hindsight, I'm not sure that was the best for my cricket um, at the time, because I had to spend half a season playing college cricket. And then after season, and I'd come back and play for the academy. Um, I think my progression at the time I was doing really, really well at fifteen, sixteen, and then probably up to nineteen. Slowed down really. I don't think I was progressing as well as what I should have been. Um, a lot of other players at the time probably leapfrogged me a little bit and got more opportunities. Um, not fault of anybody. Just, just how, just how things went. So. When I finished college, um, that's when I probably my game probably improved a bit then, and uh, and got took on to a junior pro. But I think I'd probably come a bit disillusioned with my own game. I'm, whereas I was always a batter when I was a young lad and bowled a bit of spin. And then as I got a bit older, my spin bowling started to take over a bit more. But the competition at the club at the time was. You know, really, really strong. Who were the
1: sort of players at the time you were vying up for well, a place with?
0: At the time, we had a, a seam attack um, that was spearheaded by Darren Goff when he was on international duty, and then you'd got Chris Silverwood, Matthew Rogard, Paul Hutchinson, Alex worth Gavin Hamilton, Craig White, um, who then. Backed up by there were Richard Stemp and then there was Ian Fisher, there was Gareth Batty, Rich Dawson were just knocking on the door, so the the, the competition for places <laughs> was quite immense. And I always remember I, I managed to get in the in a, uh, into the squad for a game against Sussex, and I was I was I was never going to be playing. I, I knew that, and, but I was ended up being 12th man for the for the duration of the game and. Uh, I remember Goffy just <laughs> whispering to me and he saying, I'm not sure there's a future for a spinner at this club and I was like, I said, I think I think I agree with you, pal. Uh, I think <laughs> I agree with you. So you know that was that was just them, but I mean at the end of the day, I, you you look back and you saw that those bowlers. I mean they were all world-class teamers, so I was thinking, God, how am I going to get a game in front of them? So I, you know opportunities are limited, but but I played. I played the second team and probably didn't do as well as what I should have done. Um, didn't quite stack up the runs as, as well. I've got a lot of thirties and forties and and got out. Um, so I'm a bit disappointed. But, but my spin bowling was coming on yeah. quite well. So but like I said, I don't think it was enough to really beat down the doors and force my way into the side. And so it it just didn't quite work out. Um, I think I think looking back, it's one of these when if I'd have known then what I know now, it'd be completely different and probably been doing a lot better. But um, it was it was always hard work for me. I was never the fittest. I was renowned for being not the fittest lad. Um, so I, had to, you know, really try and work out on my fitness. And at the time we had a, um Dean Riddle was the fitness coach who's done it for a long time and he does all the uh, some of the football teams League United, Sheffield United he's and Dean tried to take me under his wing and put me through my paces he was, he was brilliant with me but I think he was fighting a losing battle at the end of the day so <laughs> didn't, quite, didn't quite get there so, so that was it yeah. that was it, and it just didn't work out
1: I suppose moving forward to your role now, so you've got a role with the Yorkshire Cricket Board as Cricket Development Manager for North Yorkshire um, broadly speaking that's obviously a massive area to cover um, what's the role entail um, and <coughs> what are the challenges for the county I suppose yeah. as
0: you see them well the um, the role we really live with the Development Manager is to, is to work with cricket clubs in that particular area in North Yorkshire we've got 215 affiliated clubs affiliated to the Yorkshire Cricket Board Um, and we work with those clubs uh, based on sort of their own particular circumstances and what development they want to go through so it could be on facility development grounds, development coach education coaching uh, volunteer recruitment um, fundraising whatever whatever really the club's needs are. Um, one thing that, you know, from from our perspective is to is to try and create sustainability within the club. Um, biggest challenge you're going to get with any cricket club is, like I said about Blackswood, like, like my father was, you get one person who wears many hats and that person tends to sort of be the, the, the kingpin then of, of a cricket club and what happens if that person goes and um, clubs then can be a bit disillusioned so we try and try and help clubs you know look at how they operate and function um, to, to some extent now uh, cricket clubs have got to probably thinking probably in a business mind and we have we have support now from organisations like club leaders who work with Sport England do do workshop sessions, workshop sessions with them regarding you know accounting, marketing um, to try and help them you know with their operations because they have to do they have to think quite professionally you know to be able to sustain to sustain how the club operates. Um, so a lot of this time is spent doing that. Then outside of that we work with. Sort of secondary schools, primary schools and uh, coaching delivery in there and player recruitment leading into clubs so linking with schemes like Chance to Shine for example which has been a really successful you know, coaching scheme that's happened uh, with the clubs um, then we've got the women's, the women's game which has really taken off this last year due to success of the success of the international really, of the international side um, but they they've become ever more popular now I think. Probably through the sort of the marketing side of it really. I think yeah. the profile of women's cricket now has just gone up a little bit. So I yeah, that's it's it, had a, a knock on effect. Um, which which benefits really us. It helps us in, in our promotions then of the of the women's game. But it's certainly part of the, part of what we deliver to cricket box a big part of it and you know, it's become really successful. Disability cricket as well. Uh, again, another another area that we've we do a lot of work in, um, promoting uh, to our other clubs. We're always looking for clubs who are wanting to, to take, not so much take on disabilities, but to have the facilities that can be used for disabilities cricket. Um, so those those sort of areas are what, what takes up a large chunk, sort of really, of, of what we're delivering.
1: I just wondered, I suppose, particularly thinking about, I mean, each of the... For what is what a lot of people think of Yorkshire obviously split into to four counties um, they're each massive geographical areas with a lot of cricket clubs and an awful lot of cricket played in different areas uh, and levels and, and all sorts of things um, purely for North Yorkshire does it have its own particular challenges either purely I suppose logistics in terms of travel or uh, any other issues do you think, I mean I know I'm probably grilling you early days in your post and you're (laughs) about to learn this but um it did strike me as a i love the the county of north yorkshire but you know yeah a massive area to cover and um does that have particular challenges do you you happen to think
0: yeah the 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 one thing that that we've always said as a board um the the four development managers is that as much as we are Yorkshire Cricket Board, you do have to view the, the four regions sort of quite differently. Yeah, I'm sure the South and West, not you know, we're all we're all completely different. When you're coming to North Yorkshire, one one and it is, it's a challenge, I would say, but it's not something that Cam can't overcome. Is you've got particular pockets of areas that are quite rural, mm. and you know, we're talking probably standalone clubs with maybe one or two teams. Maybe one junior team, if that, and that's purely because of where they are. They might only have one primary school with twenty-five kids. That's, that's yeah. in it. And uh, you know, there's two hundred people in the village or something. It's, it, it just depends. And then you know, when you when you then move out to probably other areas like Middlesbrough, uh, big probably the city area, so the, it's a different sort of demographic, really, of how that how it operates there compared to likes of probably Richmond area or. Forest of Gold trees, you know, a bit more farm, rural area. So that, so it, it is a challenge in that perspective. In that, you've got to look at how different clubs sort of function, and operate, and you know, we've got some really what we call high-performing clubs. You know, in the area York, York, for example, national champions have been prolific in the Yorkshire League. It's a big club. It's you know, really well structured, well organised, and how and how the model of how a club like that works. Is is great for them, but it'd be no good me <laughs> taking that model and going to forcing know, it on somebody. Little, yeah, little exactly. village club and saying, "Oh, this is what your club do or, yeah. or whatever other kind of, of club," and, and they would be like, well, "We're never going to do that." So that's it's relating sort of um, a basis of what they need to do to. To function and to, and to operate and to sustain themselves, but at the same time be realistic in what they've what they're going to work with. Are there certain things that, for North Yorkshire, you, you would
1: like to achieve? And I know that you know doesn't always work out that way. But as you look forward to some of the work you've got ahead and some of the maybe the projects you're doing or work with the clubs, if we talk again in a year, um, what would be a good scenario for you in terms of the work going on in North Yorkshire? What the kind of key things that you'd like to
0: have happened or pushed on or you know, started but, even as suppose Well one, one of the big things at the moment is this focus from from a national perspective is on player attention and participation. Um, as we've probably learned over the last year of Sport England, you know, we're under a lot of pressure because people are falling out of not just at cricket but out of a lot of sports mm-hmm. and Trying to get more people back into the game. So for me, especially this next month coming up, we've got his national player survey coming out again. Um, we want to get as many responses as possible to, to really find out what what clubs and leagues want. You know, for them to, to be able to uh, you know, keep the players that they've got, maybe attract new players in. And for me, probably in a year's time, it's hopefully we've we've seen that sort of. Players have been retained. The numbers haven't gone down. We might have seen an increase in, you know, people playing the game. Whether it's playing league cricket, Saturday league cricket, or they're playing other formats, you know, whatever that could be. But would like to to be able to see, uh, you know, for me personally, in North Yorkshire that it's in a, a healthy position. That that clubs are functioning, operating, you know, really, really well, and, yeah. and managing to sustain that um, that quality of. Uh, of all the of all the work and so you know hopefully that's that, that's where we're going to be